0: cool you've just got me today it's Tash um we're kind of doing an international women's day so I've left the boys out of this I've got Sheena with me who is one of our friends and she is a member of the Barbell Barn um yeah so let's hear a little bit about Sheena
1: oh hey everyone (laughs) Uh, yeah, thanks, Pash, for having me come and do uh, this little chat with you about women and, and promoting International Women's Day. Uh, so, my name is Sheena. I'm a member at the uh, Bell Bar- Barbell Barn, and um, you know, a forever lover of fitness and physical activity. And I've always been involved. I don't actually remember a time when I wasn't involved. I had a very active childhood in Northern Ontario, Canada. Uh, In the winter, it was full of, you know, skiing and I figure skated from the time I could walk until I left high school Um, and, you know, on the outdoor rink skating and playing ice hockey and ice fishing with my family to the summers, um, water skiing, swimming you know, any kind of outdoor activities like this game called Kick the Can uh, late into the evenings with my cousins. That's what we did. And, um, you know, it's always just been a part of my life going to the gym. I was introduced to it as a teenager and, you know, just kind of fell in love with lifting weights and how that made me feel and how that, You know, made me look because I'd always kind of struggled with my weight and body image and, you know, it just gave me an outlet to say, yeah, but I'm actually doing something so I'm feeling okay about it. Um, I did go through a little slump, though, when I was younger, uh, that time when you leave college and you start your adult life. And and that's when I kind of made a change towards what fitness meant to me and what uh, I needed to do to keep myself healthy and fit. And it was a day when I went out for a run. Actually, I decided I wanted to start running. And I was living in this like really, really small town. I'm telling you population like maybe 1200. And I decided to go out for a run. And I just like, I got about 50 meters and I couldn't breathe. I was like gasping for air. And at the same time, I started crying because I couldn't breathe. And I'd only ran about 50 meters, like I could still see my house. And I was just really, really ashamed of that. And I thought this is terrible. I never want to be here again. Um, and I made myself a promise that I wouldn't ever be there again. And ever since then, I've enjoyed running many different dis- distances. Um, I've, do- I've enjoyed going to the gym. Uh, but it, what I really love is like just hitting weights and, um, and what that can do for your body to stay healthy, and what that can do for your mind and confidence. So um. You know that's just kind of what I did and then when I moved to England um, I joined a gym called Core and I would see you guys uh, you and Liam like working out with all your friends and I would like just be watching out of the corner of my eye going oh god they look like they're having so much fun <laughs> but like I know that you guys know me now and probably can't believe it but I was just too shy to go over and say hey like what are you doing I I don't want to learn
0: this
1: (laughs) 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 um and I know Liam like kind of caught that too and um because the very first words out of his mouth when my husband actually dragged me down to NWK was um Liam from across the room going it's about time you walked in these uh, walked in these doors Um, And it just all of a sudden took away all that like anxiety. I was like, oh, I'm going to do CrossFit. And I was freaking (laughs) out. My husband was like, you have to come and do this. You've been talking about it for too long. Um, And that was just over a year ago. And I absolutely fell in love with the style of the workout and um, the style of training. And I love like marrying that like strength component that I've been working on for so long, with the the wad component, and then learning Olympic weightlifting and and having you coaching us through that as well. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at now and I just I've fallen into this like place where I'm absolutely in love with how I'm training and every day it's not easy but every day it's a lot of fun and you know that you're going to feel really great, whether it's, you know, you've gone outside and you've done some barbell work or you've, you know, I set up my living room and I work out like today I worked out in the living room. Cause it was raining um, because we're in lockdown, but you know, you always feel great. And I just, I want to promote that to people. And I just want to be like, Hey, I'm not like superstar athlete here. I'm a high school teacher, or a secondary school teacher. And I just want to like, yeah, let's do this. Like, I'm it's okay. Not. to want to
0: yeah. <laughs> work out. Yeah. And that's what it is. Like, not when we recognize that not everyone wants to be an athlete and not everyone is an athlete we just want people to be fit and healthy for as long as possible yeah
1: yeah yeah I mean I'm the person who like wants to be an athlete but I'm like <laughs> I also quite <laughs> enjoy cookies
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, people, like I'm sitting here like and this is just staring at me <laughs>
1: <laughs> as she holds up a chocolate bar <laughs>
0: A mint chocolate bar. Yeah, that's staring at me. That's for later though. That's my treat. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so I've asked Sheena, just because I know we've um, we've spoken about this a lot really, and our and our opinions on kind of like gender equality and women in sport, um, just basically this topic that we want to go over for International Women's Day. It's something that's really important to us because I know Sheena's probably done a lot more sport than I have being from Canada she's got a lot more of a range I suppose she's been not so much forced into it but she's she's got that um kind of
1: i think we have this like option to do like seasons right like we have proper winter so of course the cross-country skis come out and the, and the downhill skis come out and the snowboards and that kind of stuff and then we have summer where you know you're p- playing beach volleyball and you're swimming in the lakes and and you, you can play football and you can soccer to us sorry everyone um <laughs> so we just have these like options that are available that allow us to kind of transition through different sports depending yeah. on the season
0: but we've both got that sport background of doing various and just like the love of it, I suppose. And for it as well. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Let's get, let's get going. like, um,
1: yes. So international women's day coming up. Um, and this year's, um, this year's theme for international women's day is choose to challenge. And the idea being that if women are challenging, um, you know, inequalities, that it's going to bring about change. If there's no challenge, there won't be any change. So challenge brings brings about change. Um, And then we kind of started to think about, and Tasha and I have talked about this over the last couple of weeks, but we started to think about, um, you know, what we do to challenge each other and what we do to challenge ourselves. And we really started to talk about how we see fitness and how we see sport And some of the things that may not be promoting women in sport that we already do naturally, or what we do in ourselves. So I was telling Tash, um, you know, I've I've hired my fair share of personal trainers and I've always hired male personal trainers. And why is that? That's my own bias. And it's not, it has nothing to do with, I don't think that women are, great personal trainers in fact I tried to be a personal trainer um and I I just am not good at selling fitness um I I'm of the belief that every person should have access to it doesn't matter how big their bank account is but um I think this was also one of the reasons why I wasn't successful as well is because I was trying to sell fitness to men and they maybe didn't see me squatting you know the 125 kilos that my one rep max was sitting at so um I, I and I generally went to men. And why is that? Why is it that I'm choosing this over maybe going and seeking a woman who maybe would understand, you know, body image issues that I'm going through or have gone through, fitness um, issues and metab- metabolic issues that women specifically deal with, hormone issues and that women specifically deal with? I'm going to, I'm just going to a man because I see them like bouncing around the gym and doing these big lifts, and that's something that I do. So that's where I'm going um so that's something we talked about what about you Tash
0: yeah um I've I said I didn't I've never had a personal trainer I don't think other than um meeting Liam and then he's like worked with me and stuff like that so that's my first male trainer um other than that um at CrossFit really had a woman who I did look up to um aside from that that's it I've never really had uh, obviously my mom was a gymnastics coach and that's, that's really, really valuable, but that's family. That wasn't, mm-hmm. a, that wasn't a choice. That's kind of what I've been brought up in. Um, yeah. So I've never, I've always gone to men always, and I've always been better friends with men as well.
1: And I think, yeah, that's something we, more, we talked about as yeah, well.
0: Like more of a connection with a man than a woman. And we said about, most of the these days so like on your social media and stuff the women tend to just focus on like their their glutes so their booty and it like the cables and all of that kind of stuff and for me and Sheena um if you take a look at our Instagram we are not them kinds of women although we do (laughs) glutes as an accessory we don't focus on them like those we don't want to be the peach yeah <laughs> and I guess that's probably why probably now we wouldn't go to them in a commercial type gym um yeah
1: yeah and I just uh, the other thing is and I'm a little bit guilty of this is even like the the, the sports I promote like we um talked about women yeah. in, we're, we're talking about women in sports today and we're talking about women being physically active um but I don't watch a lot of women's sports on tv and i i'm telling you i'm a sports nerd i watch them all when i moved to the uk i started watching ski jumping because i needed like sports in my life Um, and that happened to be on free sports every sunday so i mean but i watch the nhl i don't watch women's hockey unless it's a major tournament i will watch the um i will watch march madness basketball i will watch the nba final our playoffs but I don't watch the WNBA. I'm a woman. I think it's great that these girls are playing and I think it's great that these girls are being paid to play. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. But I need to buy into actually watching those girls and I need to buy into that system so that it can continue growing so that generations to come will actually have great access to it and it will be televised and it will be there for for years to come.
0: And I, partly down to the reason for that is because women's sport isn't at the forefront wherever you see sport it's always like the man's version kind of Mm -hmm. thing so it's always american football basketball football like soccer um your nhl anything like that golf tennis men's sports generally are at the forefront of not just the coverage, but also of the news coverage.
1: Yeah. As and much- that
0: kind of brings us into what we talked about
1: with the BBC. So in 2019, the BBC launched Changed the Game, um, which they promised that they would be um, increasing the representation of uh, women's sports through editorial cover- coverage in their digital and print media. So the idea being that, you know, when you went to bbcsports.com, or whatever the BBC sports yeah. website is, that when you log on to it, you're going to see an equal representation of men's and women's sport, um, and that held true that year, um, which was excellent. So, um, women in sports, the Women's in Sports Trust actually did a study in between uh, the 29th of April and the 11th of August 2019 to see if BBC was actually continuing to to do this, and they found that yeah, it was a 50 50 split. The only thing is, is that at the same time, we had tournaments like Wimbledon happening and the Women's World Cup um, of, of soccer. So these these are massive, massive tournaments that people would be t- tuning into. Fast forward to today um, and during COVID, yeah. um, I you know, I've, I've done a few times I've visited over the last week or so, and you're lucky to have one story. So we had things like, uh, the Chelsea Bristol, um, football, uh, game was, was there. Um, and we had a little bit about the Australian open over the last couple of days, but not a lot. And when I was talking to you about this, I said, but, and that's despite the fact that over the past weekend we had, um, the Australian Open happening.
0: Yeah.
1: We had women's cricket in New Zealand yeah. and England playing in eng- w- w- England playing oh, yeah. in there. Um, we had a world, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, we had a world um, record set in the women's five k for under fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. World Cup of bobsled was happening. Um, world this Cup of speed skating. This is all not just women so the the uh, speed skate was like a women's and men were were skating yeah i mean i know we've got a great speed skating team here in gb because i mean some of them clean up medals at the winter olympics Mm -hmm. um i know we've got an amazing sliding program here and are actually the women's sliders for bobsleigh and skeleton um and luge are some of the best in the world our women are amazing at that here in, in gb so all of these things are happening why haven't we why haven't we seen the coverage for it
0: yeah yeah for sure and I think that just kind of links us into like the COVID as well why is it that the the top athletes male sports have been allowed to carry on as well where yeah absolutely I'm, I'm I was just reading an article about um they're just like the shutdown of women's sport is damaging the participation and um and stuff like that men men have been allowed to carry on and they've shut down m- most of the women's side of the uh tournaments or games and things like that what how yeah. That yeah and it doesn't seem to be fair and i know the
1: argument's going to be that you know, this in viewership. It generates more money, there's yeah. more sponsorship involved and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but even on tournaments that there isn't a lot of that. So when you start to look at like um, the World Junior Championships in ice hockey, like that's a massive tournament in Canada. And, and we, you know, stay up until, you know, the wee hours of the night to watch it. And but is that happening for the girls as well? Yeah. And the World Cup of hockey, ice hockey for the women is a great tournament. I love to watch it are we going to see that run this year? And in May is the world cup of hockey for ice ice hockey for men going to run if they, you know, they need to both need to run. And if they don't, neither need to run in my mind. I think it's really important. One over the other. they both. Yeah, absolutely. Both or none, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love to see that, you know, our women's, our, our pros in women's, uh, women's soccer, women's football are able to to go forward. And I love seeing that in the media. I mean, I'm not someone to sit down and watch a game, but I love that it's happening. And I don't watch the men's game either. I'm sorry. I'm just not um I watch other sports instead. (laughs) I follow it because my students um, you know, ask me or ask me to cheer for a team or just kind of tell me. But um generally I think it's really great that we at least see those women are out on the on the field and they're playing their their sport.
0: Yeah. Um, just want to touch on, so in the UK, we have the sports personality. So out of the 66 years it's been running, there's only been 13 winners that are female. Yeah. And then um, of those 66 years, 21, um, 21 have either come second or third. Um with a man or another woman being in first place. However, three of those 21 was the same person. So however you look at that, um, Mm -hmm. and that's just staggering.
1: Yeah, it is. And I mean, this year, I think the right person won, Um, but in years past, I definitely think, oh gosh, what happened there? Um, We definitely get to see a lot more women and women's sports personalities come forward in those nominations in Olympic years, because, um, we start to see, we get to see the women because most, most women's sports we need to remember are still at that, like, are still at that amateur phase where we don't necessarily get to see a lot of coverage of those sports on Mm -hmm. TV. Um, you know, we, yeah, we've got the LPGA and we've got, um, you know, the women's football, um, pro league here. And, and we've got, um, I believe also rugby and, and stuff like that, but we don't, it's not kind of in our faces, but when we have an Olympic year, we get to, you know, have athletics and and the women do very well. And like I said, in speed skating or in the sliding center, they yeah. do super, super well. So that's, I think that's when we start to see the women really shine, but, we need to see that more often because we need to have these sports need to be funded these people need to continue to be able to participate and um, and they're doing amazing things within their communities as well they're not you know they're not just athletes but they're moms and they're um, volunteers and their athletes, teachers yeah. and and most of them have you know f- full-time or part-time jobs to be able to fund their sports yeah.
0: the last sorry the last female win- winner was uh, Kelly Holmes in 2006 yeah. So Jessica Ennis and Rebecca Adlington didn't even win in the years that they were kind of in the media or in the Olympics and things like that. They didn't even win. So the last Mm -hmm. person was Kelly Holmes in two thousand and six. The majority, and I know Kelly does a lot, and I know Kelly has done a lot.
1: you know, outreach in terms of girls in sports. And she's done tons of outreach and just generally getting into sports. So yeah, I definitely think they've, she's done an amazing job, but I definitely think there are other women that deserve the same nod for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, That's really about that.
1: Cool. You said something about COVID earlier, and I want to kind of like jump back to that so we talked yeah. about the implication of women's participation in physical activity so we're going to kind of like get away from the sports thing specifically right now and just and kind of talk about
0: women in general population
1: yeah yeah women in general population and, and you and I found some pretty staggering statistics about women in sports or sorry women in, in the general population mm-hmm. and what's happening over COVID do you want to share those numbers
0: yeah yeah Um, So, just as a general, 700,000-plus women in England are inactive. 60% of girls are also not meeting exercise guidelines. This is an hour of exercise a day, um, which... And the ages of that, I think we said is was up to 18. So they're, they're young. Um, yeah. So 39% of um, women see COVID having a long-term effect um, on their fitness. 25% of women are generally worried about getting back into healthy habits of exercise and eating after lockdown. And 32% of women can't actually prioritize any exercise during lockdown because they're too busy focusing on other aspects, i.e. working from home, they're homeschooling their children, looking after their children, cooking, etc etc yeah which yeah kind of scary <laughs> scary and really really saddening
1: yeah so let's just go back over to that 700,000 so yeah. this is this is a comparative statistic it's 700,000 more inactive women than men yes OK, so that we're just we're just looking at inactivity completely and then saying, you know, there's 700,000 more women that are inactive than there are inactive men. Okay. Um, that's a lot of women. And the other one that I think is really scary, and this is something that affects me in my everyday um, world, because I teach secondary school, 60 percent of girls mm-hmm. under the age of 18 aren't meeting basic guidelines for physical activity Mm -hmm. and this isn't like going out for a 5k run and getting your heart rate up we're talking moderate activity 60 minutes Mm -hmm. so that could be walking to and from school
0: Mm -hmm.
1: okay so 60% of girls aren't meeting that
0: right now and that
1: is not setting us up for a very healthy future no not at
0: all like I I don't know about your school Sheena but um with Certainly when I went to school, we had to do an hour of physical activity every week, but that was only one hour a week.
1: Yes. Yeah, so when I went to school, I mean, high school sports are massive and the, the leagues are pretty massive. I'm still trying to figure it out here, even though it's, I've been in school teaching here for seven years. I'm still trying to figure out the um, athletic component to your high school sports. Um, so, but I mean, they're massive and there's a sport for every, like, there's a sport for everybody who's interested in trying out. Um, we have like golf teams, we have the soccer team, we have the athletics team, we have, um, you know, football, we've got, we, and we've got girls and we've got boys. There's, it's, there's all kinds of stuff, cross country skiing, downhill skiing, um, depending on what schools like rugby, lacrosse, it, it, we've got like, a massive, massive sporting program. If you want to be involved in sports, we also have a really massive PE program where we don't just do PE. We learn about health and fitness. Um, so we spend some time in the classroom learning about like the human body and anatomy and physiology, and talking about health components like mental health and like drug use and alcohol abuse and that kind of stuff. Um, and then we spend time in the in the gym or in the sports hall playing sports and learning about different sports um, and we actually have a program um, one of our courses which is like literally just teaching people about sports after school so like we you go bowling you would go golfing you would go so you would learn about like things that you may not necessarily have taken up as a as a young person but as an adult or if you're for long-term like participation this is available to you
0: i just don't think in england um gb we don't have that like just to say that we we only do a an hour of physical exercise every week at secondary school um it's just not enough like Mm -hmm. i know that there there isn't enough time in the day as it is um but just doing an hour, like, we, and we don't encourage our boys or girls to do the sport after school mm-hmm. or before school or um, competitions and things like that. Like, I was on the netball team and the rounders team and athletics and things like that. So, I had that, but it was only if you were picked.
1: yeah. You would go See, and- We have a massive intramural program as well. So if you didn't make the school teams, or if you didn't want to necessarily be on this, like this traveling team for the school yeah. or representing the school, or like me, I didn't, I didn't play sports for my high school, I figure skated so I was part of a club that wasn't a high school sport. Yeah. So I was I did club sport um for uh, within the city that i lived in or for the town that i lived in yeah. so i played intramural sports at school so i didn't have to travel my parents didn't have to pay any kind of registration fees i went down and i know we have that at the school i teach at um because a lot of the kids will come up and talk to me about like oh i went play badminton at lunchtime and that but it needs to be like advertised it needs yeah. to be you know out there in the kids faces for yeah. sure so that so that they know it's there for them but I then we also We also have to address why women don't
0: want to. I definitely think they could do more.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: The the sport boards could definitely do more. Just not not for um, advertising as well. Um, Not just for advertising, but for actually getting all um, ages, races, backgrounds, rich poor whoever just get into sport and keeping them in sport for life yeah
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I was telling you about the um, long-term athlete development plan that we have in Canada so this was introduced when I was in university um I have my university background is in physical and health education so it's basically a kinesiology degree and I like that's how much I love sport I went back to school when I was 21 years old and took this degree Mm -hmm. uh and it, it this was released um early when I went back to school. And it literally has like a map, a plan of like how to introduce sport to people and activity to young people and the idea of getting them involved and about play and how it should be fun. And that's like, that's what it is about. It's not about, um, you know, the very first time a kid. Experience as a sport. It shouldn't be about who wins and who loses. It should be like let's go and kick a, a football around. And I remember coaching grassroots um, soccer. I did it for a few years. Um, we call it the Timbits League. So Tim Hortons sponsors it, and all the kids get their jerseys and a, like their little kits, and they get a soccer ball. Mm-hmm. And like the best thing was like the little kid that would be like running around with the ball, and all the other kids chasing them. And then all of a sudden they would like see a daisy in the middle of the field, and everyone <laughs> stop and be like, ah, it's a daisy. I mean, that's what, what makes experiences, right? And that's what gets the kids involved. But then all of a sudden we get to these teenage years and girls don't want to play so much anymore. And we need to think about the reasons why that is. I mean, well, I know from my experience, the things that kept me from enjoying sport at school was the change room. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I sweat. <laughs> like anyone who's ever seen me work out knows I sweat. And I mean, now I'm older and I can like say that and be like, I don't actually care, but I needed to shower after PE. And that was a problem. That was an issue. There's change rooms are scary places when you're a teenage girl. And if you need to shower or like I would have PE and in the sports hall and like rush to try and like take a really cold shower. And then like, I'd have to book it to the fifth floor for English. And by the time I got up there, I was like, Oh, well, that was pointless. Like I'm sweating again. (laughs) And I'm like sweating through my uniform shirt. and And I was like, that's embarrassing it's horrible for like a 13 14 15 year old girl and you're like
0: oh my god I'm so embarrassed yeah um and i really like that And no
1: one ever talked to me about it no one ever said no it's okay like you that's just didn't want it. someone to tease you <laughs> yeah
0: oh oh that's horrible like and and I, just... I, and I guess that comes down to like just relating that like the hours of physical activity that we get in a way I think that's still what it is is you have to kind of like when we do our um you come into CrossFit you come in you have your warm-up then you've got your strength section or or whatever and then you do your ward and then it's like go it's the same in school like you go in you go and get changed because you've got to change into your PE kit then you go into the sports hall everyone's chatting and then you've got to do the warm up that only leaves about 20 minutes to actually get in any physical activity because then you've got to go back and get changed. Yeah. Not, and then if girls do want to take a shower, because at that kind of age, you, you, you're, you're hitting puberty. So you do want to go and have a shower. Um, yeah. And then you've got to factor in about 10 minutes for that. So you're actually really yeah. only getting about 20, 25 minutes of physical activity.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and like, let's talk about, or just not even necessarily talk fully about it, but just raise these issues where like the uniforms, I remember my school uniform, they were like really short shorts that were made out of like horrible material, like track pant material, (laughs) terrible. And like this, ugly yellow t-shirt and that was our uniform and I mean I even look at the uniforms that the girls have to wear at my school and I'm not they look I mean a lot of them look really great but I can I definitely know there are some girls in my school that are super uncomfortable with them they wear a score it's a skort um very field hockey-esque and and like a t-shirt and a a like a tank top type shirt with little cap sleeves on it Mm -hmm. and yeah if you're a bigger girl or that would have been me you know, however many years ago, yeah. I would have been like horrified with that. I like, I don't want my legs out. I don't want like a skirt that's super short while I'm trying to like play American football. That is not something that is, you know, on my radar. And I'm really happy that I like, and I say figure skating, and this is hilarious because if anyone knows the world of figure skating, like that the whole idea of, like, body image is, like, a massive problem in that sport. Um, But because I did it recreationally, I got to do it for different reasons. I got to do it because it closed the door on all of that, like, bullying and stress and my parents and my family members and my sister and whatever. Like, I got to skate for me, and that was, like, my safe zone, and I got to, like, feel powerful on the ice and I got to feel like good about myself when I would land my jumps or do a really good performance or whatever. So that, and I mean, it, it taught me a lot of things about winning and losing and that kind of stuff, but like it, so I wasn't affected too much about like the sports in school. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like, let's talk about uniforms and it's, is there give and take? Can a girl, you know, safely approach their PE teacher and say, I'm super uncomfortable with this. And if it meant saying, right, let's bring in a pair of black leggings. And if you don't want to wear the skirt, you can wear a pair of black leggings. Yeah. Would that mean that more girls would participate?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it probably would. It's not going to get all the girls. And I'm not saying that every girl needs to be, you know, super active, because that might not be your jam. And that's cool, too. But it it does mean that that girl that's going to shut down because she's got to wear that outfit might not shut down.
0: And that one girl might really enjoy uh, the rest of it. The sport.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whatever it is that they're learning that day or
0: just limiting her, uh, like her confidence of actually just going out and Mm -hmm. whatever, even if you're not in school, like it might just be limiting you from going out and, and doing that. And, um, so, funny, we've got a little chat with Katie, we're going to do a little confidence thing. And something she brought up or she had written down was about um, makeup. Yes. So I remember in school being sat down by the PE teacher and saying you cannot, it's against the school rules anyway to wear makeup. But you certainly cannot wear it during PE because of your skin. So that's kind of stuck with me, but what if a girl has really bad confidence issues and the only way to not, not mask them, but just to give herself a little bit more of that confidence is to put on mascara, a little bit of foundation, like just to feel good so that she will go out. Not, it doesn't even have to be clothing wise, like putting on to feel good
1: yeah and the idea that then you can't put that makeup you don't have time to put that makeup back on before you head to class and you're right like school policies haven't changed that way girls are not supposed to be wearing makeup I know we're a little bit more flexible for the older girls as long as it looks natural mm-hmm. um we allow it especially with the girls like year 10 year 11 um and then obviously sixth form um but yeah I'm right there with you I wasn't a kid who wore makeup when I was a teenager I, I dabbled in it but I wasn't like focused on that kind of stuff
0: I, I was, um, it wasn't, but, it wasn't <laughs> angry it was a uh,
1: yeah yeah (laughs) but I mean I've spent the greater part of this year trying to find a eyeliner that's not going to run (laughs) um And I know, I know it's crazy. I think I found one. Um, NYC has got this one that they advertise to do um, like makeup when you go to festivals. And they say like it's like basically like a temporary tattoo and they're not lying. Like to get this off my face is like you've got to like really get a
0: good makeup. I mean, it's not product, product placement, but the only other one I can suggest is Kat Von D. That's yeah right. that's
1: <laughs> the, <laughs> but the that's reason exactly. why
0: it,
1: <laughs> it because I'm coming from work and like now I want to look professional at work I yeah. want to do that like I want to look like a professional woman at work and I want to you know I need to hit that point and I need my students to see that and I want them to see like they, that that role that I play I shouldn't say role that I play that role that I'm in yeah. um and then I come down to the CrossFit gym and I don't even think about washing my face. It's like, yeah, let's get to this. And then I leave and I'm like, why didn't they tell me that my mascara and eyeliner was like streaking down my face? Because like, what kind of friends do I have? Because,
0: <laughs> and it's, it's not so much that we don't want to tell you, it's because we don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah. we're not there to look at you and judge you for like <laughs> your makeup running down your face. <laughs> they like...
1: It's like my war makeup at this point. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Having your workout is great. Like I love watching Sheena. She's she's great, and she's um she's actually one of my inspirations, and probably the same way around.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so
0: we um that that is why I got Sheena on this because she's a great friend. Um yeah. So I'm not gonna we're not gonna judge you wearing makeup or.
1: <laughs> I do. I get home and I'm like, and this is why I spent the greater part of a year trying to find eyeliner and mascara that is going to stay through my sweat. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so girls, like, learn to be comfortable in your skin. Yeah. Um, if you're not comfortable, do what you need to do. Yeah. Do be comfortable. If it yeah, for to sure. Change those shorts for trousers for a little while. Yeah, do it. If you need to put a bit of makeup on, do it. If you need to wear a long baggy T-shirt, do it. As long as you're going to go and get out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, for or, sure.
0: No matter your age, Yeah. Um, I wish somebody would have told me that a
1: long time ago, because I mean, I look back now and it's actually been the, this past year being involved in CrossFit and seeing the amazing amount of different people involved in CrossFit. Like I knew what CrossFit was and I've, followed it for a, a while now and when you see it on like when you search it up in youtube or you look for it on instagram and that kind of stuff you just see these like really really ripped athletic people but when you actually walk into a crossfit box it's not that like you have those people they're there um but it's like you know the teacher that teaches in the classroom next to you is there and the person who I don't know, like a a person that's a nurse is there. And Mm -hmm. like, there's just so many people from so many different places at so many different places within fitness. Mm -hmm. So you've got like your new moms, you might have an expecting mom. You've got someone who's like 45 years old. That's Mm -hmm. like just learning how to, you know, do Olympic lifting and it, and they're not there for anyone else but themselves. Like that hour is like the social time in class. Mm -hmm. And it's the time to kind of try lifting and to just kind of feel better about themselves. And it took, Took me walking into a CrossFit gym and seeing that to go why am I so caught up with chasing this like perfect body image mm-hmm. why am I so caught up with like cereal dieting why am I so caught up with like needing to be a specific size and I look back at pictures of me you know when I was working out or when I was younger just like photos of me um, at my sister's wedding was when I was the smallest I've ever been and probably you know I was very fit. I was in university and I was like, I run everywhere and I worked at a gym and I, um, you know, I, I was probably pretty fit, not as, I, but I don't think as strong as I I am now. In fact, I know I wasn't as strong. And I think, God, you spent like a decade chasing this like body image that you were like so concerned and not happy with how you felt, how you looked, whatever. And that was like your your fit years that was like your years that you were at your smallest that was years when you you know had all this energy that was the years where you know all you had to worry about was like going to school getting good grades you know getting through your summer job and saving up enough money to pay tuition next year and you know and then I think gosh what a what a waste of time that was mm-hmm. and energy and, and energy like I just felt there was times when I just felt bad about myself and I look back at pictures and I was like god that what who was that person like I was that person and and now I'm like I'm not going to spend any more time with that I can go out and I can run 10k today and and be okay with it in fact I can go out and run a half marathon I know Mm -hmm. that (laughs) um because I did it recently not by accident, but I just kind of was like having a good run. I was like, Oh, let's just keep going, keep turning away from the house. And then eventually I had to make it home and I can go and I can squat pretty heavy. I know I'm not squatting the heaviest, like I was this summer, but I can squat heavy. I can Olympic lift. I can, I can, you know, run around after people if I need to, you know, if I had to babysit someone or I have to take my dog out for a run, I can do all of these things Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to worry as much about what other people are saying about maybe what my body looks like and it was the first time this summer and it might have been because it was just so hot and we were in like a little (laughs) pressure cooker where we were working out but like it was short shorts and a sports bra and like when I was at my smallest you would never have caught me that that way like that wouldn't have happened so that's where you got your confidence yeah absolutely I just you know CrossFit has let me see that there are you know everyone's here because they just want to do what's on the on the whiteboard yeah and and um. that's cool and lift each other up about it they want to cheer yeah, each other yeah. on they want to give you a high five when you're like gasping you're for, sweating on the floor yeah <laughs> you're like what you've think might have been your first breath in about seven minutes
0: (laughs) like what um so another one of our members tony she was saying about i really want a pair of shorts because i'm really hot but she didn't buy one because she like she's so scared of getting her legs out it's like just do it when like like i said with you and your makeup no one's gonna judge you no one's looking at your legs like at all no matter how much you look at your legs and you hate them no one else is looking at them Yeah. And then, and even if they're thinking about it, they're not going to tell you to your face anyway. And they probably in CrossFit, it doesn't happen because we are all ages, all backgrounds of work, all different body types, body shapes, different modalities test us differently. It's yeah, and you just do it,
1: be comfortable. Just come in and do it. Yeah, I'd give her a high five if she wore sh- short. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I look back at some of the pictures that I took of myself over, over the summer, like some, th- some things I put on Instagram and I was like, oh God. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, but you know what? I'm not sorry. And I'm not, I, you know, I was hot and it was a hot day and whatever. Like I was doing my thing. And I I just want to like give that message to people. And that's, my Instagram is purely for my fitness stuff and my working out. And I kind of go back and forth from having it a private account and not just because I'm a teacher and um, I do need to be careful with that. But I'm not bothered if my students see my Instagram. And the reason why is because it is literally like me lifting a barbell and then maybe three pictures later, me like rolling on the ground, kind of asking for someone to, you know, get me some water because it's been a great workout. But Um, I want people to see that. And I want them to see, oh, Mrs. You know, working out hard and and she's a pretty cool person. She looks like she's having a lot of fun. And I want them to see that that's a real thing. Like it's, it's not filtered. It's not like a, like a posed picture. And it's, yeah, it's just me in my living room or me at the gym or me in the driveway. And, and and that's
0: having fun. Yeah. Yeah I think I'm the just going back I think I was the opposite through like definitely my teenage coming into my 20s um I was definitely like not body confident at all like I absolutely hated my legs I would have done anything like I think because all of my friends had were a little bit taller than me and they were all really um skinny like not just on their upper body, but also on their legs. They were really skinny and I just wanted to be like them. I wanted to fit in, but now it's not something that bothers me in the slightest. Like yeah. I'm fit, I'm healthy. I will go and eat some biscuits or whatever. My leg shape doesn't, like my leg size doesn't bother me. Um, definitely for sure my my um, composition is something that bothers me. Like, I want to put on more muscle.
1: Yeah, but that's um, a goal. Not necessarily, not necessarily something like if you sat down and actually went, okay, let's look at my macros. Let's look at how much protein I'm taking in. Let's look at like the style of training I'm doing. Am I, am I actually doing the style of training to build muscle? Mm
0: -hmm. If
1: I am, then you probably could put muscle on pretty quickly or, you know, at a pretty steady rate. Um, And that like, and that's a goal that you could have where you could be like, okay, let's build, let's make a build cycle into my, into my workouts. Let's do some major accessory work with like free weights and and the dumbbells Mm -hmm. and and the barbell. And then let's like move and like, let's make sure
0: like the cardio side of it to,
1: yeah. Keep down. And like, make sure we're taking we're make sure we're getting the right amount of protein to, to support that kind of muscle growth. Um, but I wanted to now we're kind of talking about like how we want to inspire, yeah. like other people. So I wanted to kind of talk we, we talked about like leadership and sport, and we kind of brought up a few names that we wanted to mention about people that we think, you know, have made Um, massive leaps for women to participate in sport and for women to actually want to be involved or have women's sports on TV. So like I said, like we were talking about earlier, the BBC in 2019, having the change the game idea. um, And I read a study about women in sport, and um, 69% of people that were part of this study actually supported that, there should be more um, women's coverage or sports coverage for women's sports. Um, However, of those 69%, 24% did say as long as this doesn't affect men's coverage. So there needs to be some changes in, like, we can't change how much men's sports we see on TV, but if we want to ramp up how much women's sports, then yeah, we'd be okay with that. That's what that's saying.
0: So I guess that um, comes down to having it either on like the red button or um the different channels taking ownership of different sports. Yeah. Um and having them at different different times of the day. Like so like one could women's could be on a Saturday and men's could be on a Sunday. Like it just mm-hmm. comes down to that, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, free sports is pretty good for that. Like I said, I'm I'm a little bit of a, like, I like amateur sports a lot. So I watch a lot of, like, I watch downhill, I follow the downhill network, I've um, skiing um, circuit throughout mm-hmm. the year. I follow the cross-country circuit, biathlon I follow, ski jumping I follow. And of those sports, other than ski jumping, um, and we are not going to open that can of worms today, but... Um, you will get men and women. They'll follow, like, it's just kind of whatever's on or they'll show you the women's race and then they'll show you the men's. Yeah. So that's all. That's always really nice. You never know when you turn it on, you never know, really know what you're going to get there. But it does kind of go back and forth. And like, when you start to get into the season for swimming, you'll see both men and women.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but another thing I think um, is very interesting is that it's, people would rather watch, like, so from this study, It was listed that people would rather watch women's athletics, tennis, and swimming Mm -hmm. rather than or or instead of rugby, football, and cricket, which are like the widest televised men's sports. And the reason being is that they felt that those, um, so athletics, tennis, and swimming, the women's sport, uh, women's events were as competitive as watching the men's events
0: yeah
1: okay where in cricket um football and rugby yeah because the game is played slightly differently in terms of skill that people didn't find it as interesting to watch all right so the quality of the game you know, wasn't there because we're so used to seeing, say, in rugby, a very physical game and not saying that girls rugby isn't physical. I remember being in grade 12 and I was, um, down at Queens University in Ontario doing a week, um, of this, like, like school thing um with my high with another high school girlfriend and the girls rugby team uh was also doing a camp that week and they came in to the same residence we were staying in and I literally was just like oh my god those girls are like they're built. Those They're amazing. And yeah. um, like super like I, I was just I stood there and I was like, wow, like, look at these girls and they're playing rugby. And obviously they need to be strong and they need to be fast and they still have, you know, a, a physical component to their sport yeah um but it's just not the same as men and it's just like saying ice hockey it's not the same as men you watch the nhl and you get the big hits and you get the um the fights and, and that kind of stuff and that draws viewership yeah, where in women's hockey strength,
0: power <laughs> men side of- yeah yeah and in
1: women's ho- ice hockey it's technically non-body contact so you're not allowed to body check Mm -hmm. Um, that doesn't say that it doesn't happen. And it doesn't say that, you know, you're not, we call it in the corners. Um, There isn't, you know, body contact and some pushing and shoving, but it's, it's different. Um, And the skill is different. It's, it's a different passing of the puck plays are a little bit, you know, it just looks a little bit different, but once you get past that, it's a great game. I mean, I love watching women's ice hockey. I think it's amazing. Um, But that was kind of the reason why people said, you know, I like it, but I don't. I don't want to watch like the rugby and the soccer and, and the cricket. But I'm okay with watching athletics.
0: I mean, yeah, I'm gonna admit, I've, I don't think I've I've possibly have watched some women's football. But from what I would think is that women wouldn't really roll around the floor like the men do. You know, like <laughs> um, can you
1: imagine? Like let's just talk. Like let's just think about maybe what uh, a commentator or the public would say.
0: Yeah, I don't think women like dive as much, and I think they're more about just getting on with the game.
1: And, yeah, and I think that's just
0: sure. women in life, aren't we? We're more about just getting on with it and and stuff. <laughs> so I could only imagine that's. I how know we are. Game of football. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um the other thing that also came up at the end of this study was um some of the things that uh would maybe make people want to be more involved in women's sports and that's where I kind of want to go with this women leadership for yeah, women yeah. in sports people said you know I don't know the women athletes
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay I don't know I'm not bought into a woman in any of these leagues so I'm not necessarily going to watch it because I don't have that emotional connection to the athletes so um I mean I'm going to use ice hockey but when you watch the NHL like you know the players you they get featured they're in interviews they're on tv commercials Mm -hmm. like you know who Sidney Crosby is and you know you know he's on ads he's you know got sponsorships and we see that but we don't have that with women like if I I, like I said I do follow women's hockey but I haven't been able to follow it close enough now to know the women on the teams but when I was at home it was like yeah I knew who Bon Holmes was and and I knew who these people were and um, and like Wickenheiser and these were people I could look up to and that's why I wanted to watch the sport because I knew the names and I I had an idea of who the athletes were Um, so we want to talk a little bit about leaders in sports and people we all know so I wanted to start with Billie Jean King so I think I think she was a, a trailblazer in terms of getting women recognized in sport, obviously a a very famous tennis player won many, many championships. Um, If you haven't seen the movie battle of the sexes, do it. Um, She played Bobby Riggs. I'm not going to tell you how it ends, Um, but I did recently watch a documentary about her as kind of like a build up to knowing we were doing this. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like the whole, the whole introduction to the, documentary was just like infuriating me because it talked about how women are more the gentler sex and how women need to be taken care of by men and it's women's jobs to ensure their husbands are happy. And if, you know, we talked about this and I said, you know, these are, these are the ideals and values that came from like when our grandparents were getting married and having their families. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. That was the time. And I'm not going to get angry because that's what was happening then, but that's not what's happening now. And it's because of people like Billie Jean King that, you know, went through the abuse of being told, oh, you're really muscular. So you're really masculine and that's not fair. Well, I'm pretty muscular and I'm totally okay with it, but it doesn't mean I'm not feminine. It doesn't mean I don't want to like go get my hair colored and wear makeup and do my nails (laughs) and put on a pretty dress every once in a while and, and, you know, get my husband to take me out for dinner and get flowers and, you know, and be the, and, and be the person who makes dinner. My husband's at work today. and I will make sure that dinner's cooked when he comes home because I'm home all day. And that's, that doesn't, you know, that's not a gender role in my, in my household. It's, it's only fair. He's out working all day. I'm going to make sure that dinner's ready. Um, so, uh, but I think Billie Jean King really, you know, she, uh, yeah. she, she endured so much abuse yeah. about being a woman and an, a very athletic woman in sport. Yeah. And
0: I- um. I-
1: yeah. And a hundred percent. And, and like things like her husband got interviewed and asked questions like, you know, do you think this is fair and do you want her to stop doing this? And you know, just those questions, I couldn't even believe what I was watching. Um, but like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I am i do not want to change the past because the past is there for a reason to allow us to learn from. Um, and then, you know, fast forward to, to a deck, you know, not even uh, just over a decade ago really and we've got Serena Williams um Mm -hmm. so also another obviously very prominent tennis star Mm -hmm. and she really started to put the pressure on to say hey I you know I'm winning these tournaments and I'm drawing in just as big a crowds as the men why am I not making the same money why isn't the women's prize the same as the men's and I remember in 2014 that was like the big year that she really started to say wait a second this isn't right like there's you've you've got a sold out stadium every time I play at Wimbledon yeah the same as you know when Federer plays or Djokovic or whoever so why isn't the Wimbledon prize purse the exact same for women as it is for men because that was what they said that that was I shouldn't say that well that's what they said that's that was what was being reported is that the men drew bigger crowds so that allowed them to make the men's purse bigger. But Serena was, you know, and rightfully too, argue, well, no, they're not, it, the crowds are equal. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't actually went and researched what the prize purse is. Um, I know it has come closer. I don't know if it's the same yet, but it has, it has come closer. Um, and then we kind of talked about things like in the media today um, or in the media most recently with Sarah mm-hmm. Thomas, yep being the first woman to be an official at a super bowl like yes <laughs> yeah, um but but the one thing that kind of really irritated me about that was like memes came out recently go early you know after that happened or during that time it was like you know oh yeah she's gonna be great at it because she loves telling you know women love telling men what to do. What do, do and it was like no 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 no, that's not okay she's earned her oh, way nice. there <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's she's earned it. I mean, she's had to put in the time to, you know, be educated and the hours it takes to become a high level official. Like it's not easy. It takes hours and it takes, you know, people coming and watching you officiate and critiquing how you do it. And you know, I'm sure she was standing down there, kind of like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, but she did it with some amazing grace. Um, and also this year two women were on the coaching staff for Tampa Bay. So two women for the first time have received, are going to receive Super Bowl rings, which I mean, girl, girls power all over the place. I love that. And I, I loved reading about that. I'm sorry. I don't have their names, but yeah, I was just like, yes, this is, this is good.
0: (laughs) Drawing in from the coaching perspective, I had to look at like the Olympics. There's There's some really good, um, kind of stats on the increases of female um, leadership roles. So people behind the scenes are not actually in the sport. Um, yeah. So 30, 33% of the IOC, so the in- International Olympic Committee members are women and 30.8% of the IOC exec board members are female. Yeah. However, there's only 11% uh, so uh, 2016 Rio, 11% of the coaches were female, mm-hmm. 89 were male. So it just yeah, the fact that we're not, we're not there on the coaching side yet. We're getting, uh, but we're
1: getting there. We're getting there. Um, yeah. yeah, we're getting there. I mean, uh, yeah, it just, it's going to take some time to get women you know, certified. And like I said, it's not easy to become a high level coach when you're coaching Olympic athletes.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of things that we need to address to get to that point to make sure that women can do it. I mean, I would love that, but I'm not really the best coach. I know a little bit about everything, (laughs) unfortunately, not enough about one subject.
0: I suppose like, uh, the coaching, coaching role is, um, more often than not that person's job so whether yeah. the job role for women just isn't best they can't then develop themselves further into the coaching role um and they've just decided to get another career kind of thing um, i just wanted to also touch i know we've kind of said in another podcast so i don't know if it's going to come out before or after this one but um amy everett yeah. is a, a weightlifting coach she is, I think, the only woman coach in America at a national level. Well,
1: we'll send you over there. <laughs> <Get>
0: started. <laughs> I'm only joking. We're definitely
1: keeping you. Um, yeah, and that's yes. that's that's tough, isn't it? Yeah,
0: like. <laughs> um,
1: and Although I had co- female coaches all through like in figure skating that I only, I had one male coach um, and then the rest of them were female. So they're definitely at the grassroots. We have lots of female coaches. Um, it's but
0: not developing them enough to yeah. a higher, higher standard, which higher... they should do. They should give them them, them opportunities. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Um. I just uh, need to say as well, like that's, I'm never going to make it to Olympics, but one of my things would like to... I would like to coach someone of the younger generation to get to that level. Cause that would- Yeah, for sure. If you can't do it, teach someone else to like- Yeah. A yeah. yeah. Um, a few other women that are kind of leaders in
1: sport. Mm-hmm. Um, Haley Moore, I uh, Google her. I She hit my radar a couple of years ago. She was the NCAA champion in 2018, um, played in Arizona. Uh, this young lady is been shamed across the sport and across the sporting world for her size. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think it's so wrong. And so like when you, if you look her up, I mean, she's not who you would expect to see as your NCAA champ. Um, And it's not an act like you wouldn't expect to see this person as an athlete, but I just, I want to send out this like massive, like she is doing amazing things to show us that athletes don't have a specific body type. Um, and she's now a rookie on the L- LPGA. Um, and obviously, you know, fighting those, those people that, you know, think you have to be a certain way or look a certain way to be an athlete, but actually this works for her. She can be at the top of her sport and, or working towards, you know, being, she's got her pro card now, Um, on the LPGA and she didn't need to be, you know, five, six and, and I don't know, like 55 kilos. She, you know, and she did it and I mean, good for her to keep going and, and be that person. I think, I think that that's a really good person to, you know, talk to young girls about who might be struggling with being overweight and saying, you don't have to necessarily make- be that person, like be that tiny little athlete to be yeah. an athlete. You can still go and be active and be overweight.
0: Yeah. Doesn't make you any less of an athlete.
1: No. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't devalue you. Uh-huh. And the last one we talked about was Kara Saunders as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, and we we follow her because we're both into CrossFit. But I mean, um, second she came second at the CrossFit games in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, she came 12th in, uh, 2020. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, over the, over that year and a half, uh, gave birth to a beautiful little girl, Scotty. Mm-hmm. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I follow her because her message is just literally like, this is my life
0: yeah,
1: and I am going to like, love it. And if you hate it, then that's your problem. Um, she is, she's shown that it's okay to work out as a mom. Mm -hmm. It's okay to work out safely as a, uh, through your pregnancy. It's, um, provided that you've been working out before. And obviously you've talked to your healthcare professionals and and people know what you're doing. I mean, that you're, you know, that you're working out in a place where someone can assist you if you need assistance. Um, but, you know, she's done all that and now she just, I love it. Like her most recent posts where she's doing like handstand push ups and Scotty's like Scotty's trying counting. to count, learning how to count to 10. And I'm like, yes, like. She's one, is she one in a bit? Maybe. She's one in a bit now. And yeah. I just and love it. Like it's crazy. It's yeah.
0: crazy. Um, yeah. And I think with um, just going back to Haley, I think that just is, she's just a role model yeah 100 it's just to show girls like you don't need to be a particular shape or size for a particular sport just go out there and do it um, yeah and if, if you love it yeah take take it up go for it with Cara I think as well like she always documents um that life doesn't always come without its struggles. Like she does struggle, she, she's not a superhero. Like she's, she's gonna struggle. Um, her husband is a firefighter in Australia. Um, so he works shift patterns. So often she's left alone looking after Scotty she's a high-level athlete so she's still got to get her training in whilst looking after her child and she's done that from the minute that Scotty was born mm-hmm. so she's learned how to cope with that and deal with that not to say that that's not going to be right for everyone um but yeah she's just an like she is a superhero in that respect yeah
1: yeah. And like just a little disclaimer, because obviously not everybody's going to share our opinions on these, but these are just examples of women that we thought, you know, I think show great leadership in sport and are, you know, some people that are really easy to follow on Instagram or some people yeah. that are really you know, what I think really tr- actually trying to put out some really positive change and some positive messages. Um, but obviously, everybody might have, you know, somebody else might have some have other it. opinions about it, or they might have, um, you know, somebody else that they follow or someone else that they look up to. Um, but you said something about role models. And I think this is what we can kind of touch on as we kind of wind this session down and, and close out is, us as, you know, me as a secondary school teacher and a wannabe athlete and you as, you know, a personal trainer and uh, into your Olympic weightlifting and Olymp- Olympic weightlifting coach, you know, how can we use our positions to, you know, choose to challenge and get change happening with attitudes towards participation in sport and maybe get, you know, that number, that 70 or 700,000 more women that are inactive than men, more active, get that number down a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think you can do? Um, I think it's just about, okay, like, yeah, like you said, it's TikTok de- generation. We've just got to get out there. Um, we've got to, especially for you, I think it's easier because you're at school with kids. So you can get kids into a lot more, either, by them looking at your Instagram or your social media or you just by telling them for me um yeah it's definitely like through advertising social media and like my um people that I see on a street I will probably just stop them and and say to them like come on just get on with it like the amount of people I see that are inactive and I'm just like I really want to go and say something and I think now is just like you have just got to go and be ballsy and go and say it to their face um my nieces I've got two nieces so I'm definitely going to encourage them um if my sisters don't encourage them I'm going to um because I know I do it with my nephews um so yeah that's what I'm gonna do
1: yeah. And I think you're right. Like at school, um, you know, volunteering as part of, you know, working with them during the athletic season and getting involved in the extracurricular sports. That's something that I've always, I've always done. Um, I run the D program at my school and I'm always like encouraging the girls. In fact, I have more girls that participate in D than I have boys, which is like awesome. Um, I also teach a STEM uh, subject. So I teach science and I actually teach a little bit of math as well. Um, so it's, it's showing girls that you can be involved in, in STEM classes, um, which is, you know, a huge push towards getting girls to continue on with yeah. science and, and math. Yeah. And I'm always talking about sports at school. I'm always talking about different sports, as well as the sports that the students are interested in. You but I also you. use, yeah, yeah, I use my sports in class. So when I'm teaching physics, and we're teaching about like work and power, and we're teaching that unit, and that's, a, we um, introduced that in great our year nine and then we reintroduce or talk about it in um in year 10 at my school but I have videos of me like physically doing squats beside a tape measure on the squat rack and the kids have to time it and they have to like take a look at what the distance is, and they can actually then work out like how much work I've done and how much power my muscles are outputting just as a lesson. And we talk about wattage on like exercise bikes and, and stuff like that. So I bring my fitness into the classroom. I bring that into the classroom. So the kid's kind of buy into it because they're like oh yeah let's see how strong this is or let's mm-hmm. see what kind of power miss is putting out today um and i get them to do it um so those are things that i do in the classroom yeah. but yeah like i said i kind of go back and forth with my instagram being um available okay. and not available um and i've have been asked i've been prompted by teachers before they're going oh you, do you realize that your uh, instagram is not um private I, yeah I, I do have you looked at my instagram
0: there's Have you seen
1: that? Offensive. It's like literally me doing squats.
0: <laughs> I know um, this to you as well. Um, back in the summer, and I don't think we really expected the end of the year and the beginning of this year to turn out this way. Um, but yeah. definitely, when we're back to normal, it's something that I know I said to you that I'd want to come into your school as part of um, extra um, curricular activities to teach weightlifting. Um, yeah, absolutely. But maybe not just the weightlifting side of it, but like uh, anything kind of functional fitnessy um just coming in and and like just doing a selection of kids first of all see how it goes and then broaden it up to more to more. more
1: people. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think the best thing and I think this is what we should leave off on
1: is uh so Tash comes down to I I have like a double parking space in front of my house. Uh so once a week we've been meeting to do some Olympic lifting, just to have a chat and um and lift. Tash lifts more than me. Um especially when we're doing the snatch. I'm terrible at that <laughs> lift. Um and all of our neighbors can see. I mean, everyone's out there. Anyone who walks by says hello. The dog sits out on the on the curve and she you know watches us lift um and I think just doing that is is promoting you know physical activity and in the first lockdown I was out there every day five o'clock Mm-hmm. um, doing my workouts and, and I got to know my neighbors and there was this little girl, um, and I haven't seen her in a while. I'm not sure if her family's moved, but she would sit on the curb on the other side of the road and watch me. And she started to like get closer and closer and closer. She never said hi, but I mean, that little girl was interested that's, in what I was doing and well, that was cool.
0: That's always going to be. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so just do practicing
1: what we preach, right like. Yeah. I love being physically active. I want to show the world I'm being physically active. I love it when you come and we've got the two barbells out there and we're just yeah. loading them up and people are like, what is happening? I think, I mean, that's, don't, don't be ashamed
0: of it. Like, no, look like, and not just um, like physically, I mean, just like what you're going to look like. People going to laugh at you. Just, you actually might inspire someone and be yep. Someone else's role model to get. In
1: fact, if you look like you're kind of struggling and not <laughs> succeeding at every lift, do you look more real? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I Tash failed her first lift in ages um, this <laughs> week, and it made me feel better. <laughs> I think I failed too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I I really hope that this is kind of like just got people it's just food for thought it's just stuff that we've looked at it's it really has been like a, a great experience to do some research and it's yeah. been a great experience to have these conversations and I haven't just had them with Tash I've been having them with my husband um, I've reached out to other women in my life and had conversations with them and what they think um, I recognize and I know Tash you do too not everyone loves being physically active not everybody wants to you know run 5k in sub 26 minutes or whatever not everybody wants to have like wants to find out what their max back squat is and that's that's totally okay but if it means getting up every day and like walking the dog or or going or just going for a walk if you don't have pets
0: and I think um, I said just go and find something that you're interested in yeah because you not just sport you might you might get into something like sport that isn't women focused and open it up for them so like if you're really into art let's say, not, not that we're artists and we know a lot about art, but let's just say that it is, again, another man's world and you're into art and you're a woman and a female. Break into it, get out there, and, and that's, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. It, it works in all kind of aspects of life, like science as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's probably a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> just do yeah. your thing. And I mean...
1: I play um, ice hockey here in England, and yeah. it's a mainly men's league. And nine times out of 10, when you're walking into the gym, you play I'm in the like, men's league, though, right? Well, it's not technically a, like it's not sl- stated it's a men's league, but well, I, and there are other women and there are other female hockey players that are way better than I am. I'm not even going to pretend that I'm like a superstar, um, but I love it. And, you know, I've been hit occasionally, I think the last time I got hit, the guy couldn't just didn't know how to stop. And he just ran, <laughs> yeah. like, full bore into me. Um, but I love it. And I, I, I love the intensity of it. And, you know, when you when you walk into the gym, and I'm, I'm working out with people like nine times out of 10, I'm like, hey, like, who am I competing against today? Because I'm like, super wicked competitive. Um and it's and I I like to compete against the boys I, it, because it pushes me. But I love that there's some of the girls now that are coming up. But I'm like, whoa, okay, I've got to watch for you. You're really
0: yeah.
1: you're really pushing it, and yeah. um and I love that. I love seeing that, and I love yeah. you know getting them to be like, hey, and I'm gonna be knocking at your door thing,
0: instead of trying to bring not just ourselves but other women down. We need to stand with them. Yeah. and cheer them on just as much like yeah we want to we want to be all of our cheerleaders we not just to women we want to cheer on the men as well because let's be honest they probably have their difficulties as well so yeah, for sure. yeah we want to cheer on everyone and we're definitely our fellow female competitors as it were we want to cheer them on I just want to um there's so much research out there about um being physically active for your longevity and quality of life with regards to your bone structure loss osteoporosis all yep. those kind of things please go and have a look it is out there go and have a look at it and you will change your mind
1: <laughs> physical activity yeah for sure yeah anyways tash thank yeah. you so much for having me i mean obviously we could probably go on about this forever. Um, <laughs> and if anybody wants or has any questions i mean dm uh these guys um at the barn collective they will be able to answer your questions and if they can't they're going to put you in contact with the people who can Uh, but yeah thank you so much for letting me talk about something that we can get get behind and be passionate about
0: yeah thank you it's probably not going to be the last one either (laughs) let's be honest can't wait (laughs) all right thanks we're done right let me just stop recording